Hi, everyone, and welcome to PwC's Tax Readiness Podcast. In PwC's latest Pulse survey titled Executive Views on Business in 2022, we heard from more than 600 C-suite and other executives about how they are processing and addressing the many moving parts of the economy, trade, and workforce, as well as the ongoing impact of the pandemic. And the interview you're about to hear was filmed on January 25th as a Policy On Demand episode in our Washington, D.C. studio. Here are Ken Kuykendall, PwC's U.S. tax leader and tax consulting leader, and Neil Dar, PwC's consulting services co-leader. Neil, welcome to our Policy On Demand studio. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's great. Great opportunity here for us to talk about our 2022 outlook, our uh, client pulse survey, and just some of the themes that are in there. So just some background on the pulse survey. I think we've been doing these since the pandemic started That's and right. really just trying to focus on what are the most pressing issues for C-suite executives and other executives, trying to understand what, what their pulse is, to be honest, on some of the things that are out there. Um, this particular one, I know we focused a lot on workforce, operations, my favorite topic, tax. So, yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. I thought maybe we could spend a little bit of time talking through those different pieces. So maybe I'll lead off just asking you, like, when you look at the conclusions coming out of the survey, what surprised you? Yeah, so, and again, just to rewind on the Pulse survey, so we started them in March of 2020, yeah. so we've done a number of these, and what I love about them is, in a short burst, four or five days, we're able to get a really good snapshot from a cross-function of a number of different functional experts, CFO, tax director, CEO, COO, board members, and the like, so you get a wide swath. And for this one that, that we just completed, um, December, I'm sorry, January 10th through the 14th, four days, and we had about 700 executives um, give us feedback, uh, and about 65% were coming from Fortune 1000. So big companies, but also some private and, and not so big companies. So, so really rich data to work some with. Some great data, some yeah. great data. So I probably think the three biggest highlights from this one specifically that I took away is um, nearly 70% of executives believe that we're going to move from a pandemic to an endemic sometime in 2022. So, and we'll come back to some of these. Yep. Second is about 70% also believed that inflation is here to stay throughout 2022. There's knock-on impact, obviously, with, with that. And then 80% thought that retaining and hiring talent was a key, key, key thing that they had to focus on from their business standpoint. And if they didn't get that right, that was their biggest risk in relation to hitting growth targets and the like. So, so very similar to what we hear when we're out talking to people these days, but a lot of validation coming from a pretty strong group there. Yep. If you go a level below that, any other sort of stuff that came out of there, either stuff that was consistent with themes or stuff that surprised you? Well, there was a number of things in relation to other risks that are out there. Yep. Um, supply chain risk, regulatory risk, um, where the world may going, be going from a tax perspective and the yep. like. Uh, but the three macros were the three that, that I mentioned earlier. And, and we could dive into each of them yeah. um, because I think they say something specific. So, so maybe on the first one, um, pandemic to endemic, 70% of executives believe that'll happen sometime in 2020. I think that's a sense of optimism in relation to executives wanting to, needing to sort of get to whatever new norm's going to be. Yeah. And, and look, at the end of the day, we have no idea how variants will hit us and, and how the pandemic will play out. And, and I really hope we get to an endemic, but I think there's a sense of optimism because people need to plan appropriately. Yeah. And it's been really, really hard to forecast and predict businesses 
um, for the last you know couple of years. It's amazing. It's been a couple of years now, right? Yeah. As we move into March of uh, 2022. I think you're right. I think it is optimism underneath that. People are people That's are right. trying to see the end of it, and I, I believe some of what we're seeing with Omicron is probably an opportunity to think about it that way from that standpoint. Uh, as you said, maybe digging into the other themes, maybe we can pivot into the workforce yep. sort of side of this. So um, you really can't get into any discussion without people talking about the great resignation, trying yeah. to manage what's going on as it relates to workforce. Yeah. There were some good themes that came through here. So maybe dig a little bit deeper on the workforce issues So workforce, here. so the last time we did the survey, August of 21, a shocking stat was two-thirds, 65% of folks surveyed said that they believed that a large chunk of their employee base was looking for employment. That was a 30-point jump from May of 21. So clearly, focus on people has been a significant issue. And as I'm in the marketplace talking to executives, talking to chief executives, it's clear that people is the number one issue. So the top three issues that I come across in the marketplace with, with senior executives is people, all things people. Retaining people, motivating people, keeping people, what workforce may look like, but all things people. Two is growth prospects in relation to um, how folks are going to grow. There's optimism, uh, you know, clearly across most sectors. So how will growth come organic, inorganic? And then the third major theme is ESG and, and grappling with what ESG may look like. Some companies are proactive, some companies are reactive. Um, but everyone thinking through what it means. So, for instance, um, Larry Fink's letter for, from you know a week ago or so um, has created a lot of sort of demand in relation to folks asking for input in relation to what is my peer company's doing, what should we be doing. But those are the three macro themes. So, as I think specifically about retain and hire talent, um, it's crazy from a talent standpoint. Yeah. Companies are growing. I even see it in my firm, you see it in your firm, yeah. it's, it's just crazy in relation to needing to grow, bring different types of people, keeping people, motivating people, and the like. And what we're finding and what we saw in the survey is pulling every possible lever. Yeah. So what do I mean by that? Um, creating a hybrid workforce environment, creating maybe a permanent work from home environment, virtual environment. Um, we at PwC, as, as you know, yeah. Ken, um, led from the front on that. A lot of other companies are thinking through what their models look like. What should pay look like? What should benefits look like? Um, in my opinion, it's clear that we're living in an age where the employee has the power right, in the employee-employer equation, and everyone's figuring out how to work through that. Um, and even boards, 75% of boards said that they are actively engaged with management around this topic. Yeah. So just think about that. If you rewind two years ago, very few boards were actively involved with you know, retain and hire talent other than CEO succession or key management succession. So it's just mind-boggling where the world has gone. And again, this is across every industry, um, every sector, every geography, and the like. Uh, now, the good thing is optimism and everything else that goes along that with, with growth. So, so, Neil, I'm going to pick up with a couple of themes before I make my way into the next question. But just going on that workforce theme you talked about, I was surprised. I think the survey said north of 40 percent of the respondents had already moved to a hybrid work model. That was that was a bigger number than I expected coming yeah. out of there. I knew it was a trend, but that was a bigger number. Obviously, as you pointed out, we've done that. Um, another group, I want to say north of 30 percent 
thought that they were going to a virtual work environment and staying there. Again, that surprised me. Again, we're in that environment, but I didn't realize how prevalent that was. So that was something that was interesting, surprising to me when I looked through there. And then you pointed out compensation's a big component of this right now. Yeah. Um, and that sort of leads into the next question. So not only are we dealing with wage inflation that's going on as far as trying to deal with that, to your point, Part of what the executives are saying is just inflation overall, and they expect that environment to continue through the rest of the year. So maybe dig a little bit deeper into some of the themes there. Well, there's a lot there. Yeah. So I will say one of the things that it didn't surprise me, but it kind of verified what we're seeing in the marketplaces. Again, 70% of executives are saying today, January of 2022, that inflation's a big deal and it's going to stay with us for the rest of the year. Yeah. Okay. And remember, we're seeing numbers that we haven't seen in a long, long time related to inflation. 65%, about two-thirds, are saying that they're going to have to raise prices this year. So think about that, 65%, right? Yeah. So companies are working through what does that mean for their supply chain? What does that mean for their employee base? What does that mean for the customer? How do you do that? Which products? Which mix? And, and all the like. We're seeing a lot of scenario planning in relation to that in scale, yeah. right? Um, and then employers don't really know how to predict or model what employee compensation will look like six months from now, a year from now. So remember, so many companies have had to give raise after raise after raise or bonus after bonus after bonus. Um, you know, you obviously follow the industry as well. Um, it's, it's fascinating how some of the investment banks had to sort of spend the amount that they spent on compensation. We're seeing other industries spending a lot, people-oriented business, on compensation, because again, it is such a strong employee market out there, and getting good talent is so, so important. And again, we're seeing that in every uh, part of the ecosystem. Absolutely, and picking up on that inflation theme and maybe shifting into my world, that's what's driving so much uncertainty on the policy side, to be honest with yeah. you. I mean, if you think about it, there was a lot of work done this year over Build Back Better, and yep. try, trying to essentially drive forward with a pretty aggressive agenda that included climate change, a lot of social safety net stuff, all yep. funded by some tax increases. Yep. And the more um, palatable that inflation uh, concern became, the less sort of support you started to see for trying to do Build Back Better. So it's just yep. been interesting to watch how yep. that played yeah, out yeah, and yeah. where things went. Well, maybe like switch, maybe turning the tables on you a little yeah. bit. Can I maybe ask you a couple questions on the survey related to tax? So, so clearly, the survey shows that, that momentum has slowed yeah. in relation to tax reform that was maybe ex expected in the fall time, right, as we kind of come into 2022. What do you see in relation to sh the shifting landscape around maybe the global tax environment and where and how tax directors are spending their time and effort and money, right, yeah. uh, on, on investments and the like? Yeah, and you go into global is exactly where you need to go when you start to look at this. Because if you look at the domestic agenda for right now, Build Back Better is off the off the uh, the path, right? Yeah. Um, I do believe, just sort of footnote there, I do think there's a significant possibility that some portion of that comes back into play during 2022 here. I don't know in what form it looks like, but there was broadly consensus on the revenue raisers, which were largely the tax increases that were built into the bill. What they couldn't agree on was the spend and the size given some of the inflationary concerns. So I would just watch for that. Yeah. But that really brings into play the global side because we've got this consensus agreement with the OECD, with um, a bunch of other countries to um, develop 
both pillar one and pillar two of the OECD framework, pillar two being that we're going to put in place a 15% minimum tax. That was embedded in Build Back Better. And if that's sort of not in the cards right now, there's a lot of concern for the client base right now as to what that means. So the U.S. could be not compliant on implementing a 15% minimum tax. The rest of the globe could move forward on that, and it could create a compliance nightmare for our clients. So yeah. our clients are really trying to navigate what that looks like, and that sort of contributes to a lot of the uncertainty you see in the survey. When you hear uncertainty, global environment yeah. on the tax side, it's all these pieces around the global minimum tax and whether or not the U.S. will ultimately implement something or whether or not the global move first. And that's just top of mind whenever I talk with executives these days. Yeah. It's something to watch for. Well, can I ask you a question here? And this kind of hits towards, like, um, obviously, you know, I play a broader consulting role, co-leading our consulting business. And, and one of the things um, that I see constantly is the non-tax um, functional lead, the CTO, the COO, the business unit lead and the like, struggling to know what they need to know from a tax standpoint. Yeah. They're not looking to be a deep tax um, technician, but the, the key points that they need to get across in relation to making decisions, right? Yeah. Where to place IP, you know, how to deal with the supply chain. What's your counsel in relation to the tax director that needs to be relevant to the business lead and how to bring that to life? Yeah, so one of the big things coming out of the survey that I was excited to see and felt very positive about is how much the senior tax executives that were surveyed viewed themselves as wanting to be plugged into the digital agenda right now. Yep. That was a huge yep. sort of takeaway from here. And that tells me that there is momentum sort of trying to move into these broader strategic initiatives going on. So to answer your question, my advice back to senior tax executives is to really elevate the tax function yeah. and engage into those broader strategic priorities that are going on, and you just hit some of them. It feels like every organization right now is dealing with some form of transformation, pandemic-related, yeah, right. all sorts of pieces. Right. The, the, the movement to digital and cloud, coupled with supply chain, everything, and you just hit on it. Sort of make, buy decisions, manufacturing decisions, all of those have yeah. massive tax implications. You hit ESG before. There's a ton of credits out there yeah. for different aspects of ESG that tax needs to be involved in. Those things, when they're built into a project, can actually lower the overall cost of the project. And then I just talked about a global minimum tax. The data requirements and the compliance requirements to that are probably stunning for companies to deal with right now. Yeah. And embracing something like a cloud ERP project and focusing on what the tax data needs are and how to automate yeah. some of that reporting can be a game changer for the senior tax executives. So, like I said, I was very favorably um, disposed seeing that the senior tax executives were leaning into the digital side. Yeah. And I think it's a theme you're going to continue to see is tax really being a key part of some of these transformation initiatives. And in some ways, it's going to change the role of the senior tax executive to really be plugged into those pieces um, and, and moving with the corporate strategy. So I think it's something I'm excited about. And I think hands down, at least we see in our business, um, digital transformation, changing operating models, changing business models, um, doing transactions where changes in operating models have to take place is, is, is happening off the charts. Like yeah. that part of the business is absolutely booming. And to your point, it's a great opportunity for the tax director to be at the table, probably in a way that he or she hasn't been in the past, right? Yeah. And how do you bring that to life? Um, so, so I agree with the point 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe to round this out, Neil, last question in here is, 
Was there any sort of theme that came out of the survey or that stuck out with you related to the element of building trust? Like, key component of what you see, you referenced ESG before, but I know it's, it's part of sort of our strategy reboot too. So just any thoughts related to that? Probably one macro thought that maybe isn't talked about enough is we had a, a number of topics, right, in this yeah. segment from inflation to business model changes to pandemic to endemic. Um, and these are a lot of issues that people haven't dealt with before. So think about inflation. Inflation, it's at a pace that we haven't seen in like 40 years. Yeah. There's a lot of business leaders today that have never dealt with the issue, right, in scale that we're, we're dealing with. So they don't have the requisite experience and the like. What we're finding now in relation to the theme of trust is management teams have to work cross-functional more than we've ever seen. Yeah. I've seen it with my own management team in relation to sort of the people leader, the technology leader, the business leaders, um, the board all working together. Um, and I'm seeing that outside with our client base as well. So that's a theme that's probably not talked about enough is these issues are so complex and you have to go at it as a team to build that trust and bring those different points of views to life so you get a holistic solution. And the companies that do that well, very well, are the ones who are able to leap ahead and maybe the ones that aren't able to get that united front struggle a bit on the trust front and building cohesiveness and, and figuring out what the collective story is going to be. Great insights, Neil. Thank you for joining and trying to help breathe some life into our 2022 Pulse survey. So appreciate having you here. Look forward to more discussions. Thank you, Ken. This is great. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We hope you enjoyed this Policy on Demand interview with Neil Dar and Ken Kuykendall. A link to the video version of this conversation is included in the description of this episode, as well as more details about the Pulse survey. Stay with Policy on Demand and PwC's Tax Readiness webcast series for the latest insight and analysis on changes coming from Washington and around the world. This podcast is brought to you by PwC, all rights reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.